The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian. Those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Nuggets win and cover the point spread as the Clippers do what they always do, lose. Nikolai Jokic absolutely dominates, uh, what is that, his 99th, 99th career triple-double? Like they said, most ever by a center. Like, this is getting stupid now what uh, Jokic is doing. And when people talk about the MVPs, man, you know, listen, there's so many great players Yet, I would have a hard time if I had a vote. How the hell is this guy not the MVP? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, it's unbelievable. Man, these European dudes are dominating the NBA. Like, if Jokic, let's just be real. Like, look at the hype that, like, American players get, right? Like, if Giannis, Giannis, like, you know what I mean? Like, Giannis does things that basically are superhuman. He racks up 40 this, 17 that, and all the time. And people are like, yeah, man, oh, my God, look what LeBron James did. Look at AD. Oh, my God, look at James Hart. Look at, you know. And I think Joel Embiid is starting to take it personal. And what a coincidence, Joel Embiid, right, from Cameroon, right? But Nikolai Jokic, I mean, you know, they're, they're voting for Jokic. And it's, it's almost like, you, how do you not? Like, how the, how the hell do you not? It's just like everything that he does, like on every play. Like, there's a lot of great players in the NBA. Like, Jason Tatum's amazing, but the Boston Celtics have a lot of really good players on their team. Right, Joel Embiid, same thing. Joel Embiid's surrounded by, like, really good players, right? There's other all-stars and, you know what I mean, like badasses and stuff. Denver's guys, you know, Murray's good. Other than that, like, it's just... But I've never really seen a team, like, it's amazing, like, every play runs through this guy. And somehow, whether he gets the rebound, like, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, basically, like, on the same plays, right, where he gets the rebound and then the basket. Or then it's an N1 and he turns it into three. Or he sets you up for, like, a super easy basket because he's a great passer. It really is crazy, like, how this guy, how good he is. I don't think people like they you know people don't see a lot of Denver games. You hear about them and stuff. Damian Lillard goes off for seventy-one tonight. And you know, like I said, I love Lillard, and it's cool and stuff. But like the Blazer players, you saw like sprayed them and stuff. Like the like you know what I mean with drinks and all that. That's the problem, man, with the NBA. He didn't win anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, big, big night. Yeah, okay. 
but we celebrate these personal accomplishments like their championships now. Jason B. Takafin. The late night anger management class. Level two. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustle, and everybody else in between. Dame Lillard drops a 71, 71 uh, tonight. It's not Kobe's 81, and it's not Wilt's 100, but it's pretty impressive. Wilt Chamberlain dropped 100. Kobe dropped 81. Wilt Chamberlain dropped 78. David Thompson dropped 73. Then Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> so, right? Like, that's, so, you know what I mean? It's just crazy to think, right? Like, you, like the media is going to go crazy about this. Oh, my God, Damian Lillard and stuff. All right, well, Wilt Chamberlain, like, basically did it, like, uh, it seemed like he did it like every every second game or something like that. <laughs> right? Every second game. So speaking of games, Nikolai Jokic just won the game for the Denver Nuggets, and I don't know this this just in breaking news. This Nikolai Jokic dude is pretty good. Like like dear God, like to to watch this guy just dominate a game, but it's very. I don't know, like the, the flow to his game. It's like so much fun to watch him play. You know the saying, yeah, I'd pay to watch that guy play. I would pay to watch this guy play basketball. You know, it's it's like a symphony or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, I guess I think it really is. He's like a maestro, right? Sometimes he'll shoot, sometimes he'll pass. He'll get the rebound. He can hit a three. He can, right? The, you know, just everything that he's bringing to the table. The only thing I, I would suggest to Nikolai Jokic is, bro, you got to start wearing, like, sleeves or something like that because you're getting scratched up pretty good. I never realized, like, what's the deal with this? Right? Like, you know, this guy's arms look like Trevor Bowers. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I can't tell. Is this, you know, like, said like Tre Trevor Bauer or Rambo? I swear to God. I've watched the movie Rambo, like, 99 like million times in my life. And... You know what I mean? Like, you know, when David Caruso, the dude from uh, whatever, the NYPD Blue Show, he was on, he was uh, the kid on Rambo the Guard. This is the first time, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone takes his shirt off, and they're like, oh my God, geez, what did he get himself into? Who cares? And they, they hose him down, and you see, and Rambo's all, like, cut up and stuff. That's Jokic. So he's either Rambo, or he's hanging out with Trevor Bauer, and they're going to those, you know, those clubs. <laughs> Like, Jokic's arms are more messed up than Courtney Love's. Jason B. Takafin joins us next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. 
We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. And, of course, shout-out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the 50,000-watt juggernaut, the mightier 1090 SoCal in the house. So is a three-time champion, an executive, the general manager, A-ball affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. Dude's got a lot of rings. Jason B. Takafin steps up and in to break it down with us. Jason, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing tonight? Thank you so much for having me, Gabe. So there's a lot of stuff to get to, uh, Jason. Man, I mean, a lot. Rule changes, World Baseball Classic. But let's start off uh, with the Manny Machado contract extension. There's been so much talk about the New York Mets and what Steve Cohen is going to do and what Steve Cohen is going to spend. But San Diego has put some serious money on the table. And you look at, you know, they so they give Manny Machado the the 11-year, $350 million contract uh, extension. Fernando Tatis got a 14 Year $340 million deal that runs through 2034. Xander Bogarts, of course, signed in free agency in December to an 11-year $280 million deal. I mean, hey, you Darvish got $108 million. Joe Musgrove uh, got $100 million. I don't have a problem with any of this, but if you look at these deals, there's a lot of, you know, through 2028, through 2034, 2020, uh, 3033, etc. So... You know, I guess where I'm getting at is they better win, and they better win like in the next couple of years because these all these signings are all great right now, but they're going to be albatrosses in about four or five years. Yeah, I commend the Padres for sort of making sure that Manny Machado did not get to free agency. They had to pay a premium for him to not go to free agency. There's so many teams that were that would need a third baseman next year at this juncture. Josh Donaldson's coming off the books. The New York Yankees need one. San Francisco Giants are spending a lot of money. Toronto Blue Jays could lose Matt Chapman. The New York Mets are spending a lot of money. And that doesn't include like a whole list of other teams that could all of a sudden compete and then want to spend money. Chapman knew, uh, excuse me, uh, Machado knew that he had leverage. He also knew that this is very in character for him to talk about the business side and to be and to talk very openly about, you know, wanting to find the best place and sort of what respect means to him. He did it with the Dodgers in 2018. So it came as no surprise. And there's so many key numbers in this. You mentioned you Darvish. You Darvish is signed through his age 41 season, trickles into age 42. Well, Manny Machado trickles into age 42. Also, Rafael Devers, I'll be he's much younger, got three hundred thirteen million dollars. Fernando Tatis Jr. got $340 million. Manny Machado got $350 million, right? He wanted to be the top Padre. This this not only had a lot of sort of outside pressures, like we need a third baseman, we don't want the leader of our team, we don't want the person, our very first or at least our second outside of Eric Hosmer, big free agent pickup to leave for nothing while we're competing for a World Series. So they paid to get him off the market. But there was a lot of other numbers. Age 42, Tatis is 340, Devers is 313. There's a lot of other numbers that came into play here, and Machado exceeded all of them. It's a great point that Machado had to be the highest paid one when it was all said and done, and that you know that would be something that was important to him when he's been the most consistent one uh, as well. Let's be real. He has carried this team. He has been, you know, it's been a roller coaster, but he has been, you know, very, very you know, stable and just a, a driving force. Now, they still have another guy. We haven't even gotten to Juan Soto yet. Yeah. Now, Juan Soto, of course, is watching all of this, and this this is what happens, right, when you see a teammate get paid. You know, that's you know to switch to, to the Vancouver Canucks, that's exactly what happened with Bo Horvat. Yeah. Bo Horvat saw what JT Miller got paid and said, well, there's no way that I'm going to take less than this guy on the same team. And then the team, you box yourself into a situation. But as far as Soto is concerned, he's still young, and I know – You've always been on the side of sort of the organizations of, you know, maybe show some patience and don't give these massive deals to young players that have had a good year or two. He's a great player, but it doesn't seem like they're in a rush right now and they don't really have to be. He's not a free agent until after the 2024 season. Yeah, I'm I'm not in favor of the Tatis and Julio Rodriguez contracts because they happen so young. But Soto's been a full-time player since 2019. I know he played a little bit in 2018. He has Mickey Mantle-like numbers, and I think – if Soto were smart, or at least, I mean, he is very smart. but if And a level of maturity as well, in which he's a professional and you don't have to worry once you give him the money. He's an old soul. He's um, he's a very young, I think he's still 24, 25. Scott Borch represents him, so he may not want to uh, sign early. But he's going to wait for Shohei Otani to reset the market next year. And there's not a lot of hitters that are going to be on the market next year. All the big-time free agents are going to be pitchers. Max Scherzer can opt out. Marcus Stroman can opt out. Josh Hader, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, by the way, can get $200 million. So there's not a lot of hitters. And after Otani, uh, it's going to be Soto in two years. And just like Soto was, a, just like Machado was able to leverage 
you know, the pre-agency as a Bill Simmons term is like the year before the scare tactic. Maybe Soto will do the same thing or he'll just want to go to free agency. And I just Manny Machado reminds me a lot of Darrell Rivas. Remember when Darrell Rivas would sit out and he was very unapologetic about it. And he kind of he knew the business. He knew he was the best corner. He knew how the franchise tag worked. He knew that Rex Ryan loved being on TV. Like he knew like he knew that he used all of these things to his advantage. And Manny Machado has always done the same thing. It's just it's a very unsavory thing to see because we're not used to seeing athletes control their own destiny. You're not used to cheering for athletes over the team. You're not used to seeing athletes control the narrative over the team. But the true first ballot Hall of Fame types like Rivas, I think Machado will get into the Hall of Fame, maybe not, maybe not first ballot, but the true elite players, they do have that. And they're very, you know what, they're very unapologetic about it also. They're able to tell the team exactly what they want when they want it on their terms. I respect Seidler, though, for also an aggressive businessman for not taking it personal yep. and saying, all right, what, let's, what, what, what do, what, how do we, how do we make this work? And how do I, how do I make you happy, uh, Manny? And ultimately Jason, all right, they tagged on the, you know, they tagged on the extra, I guess it would be another five years technically or whatever, Sure. but he got another $5 million a year out of this essentially. Right. So it was like 50 million and, you know, security now, you know, I'll retire in San Diego that's my only thing, though. You've given so many people these long-term deals. I want guys playing hungry for the next deal. You know what I'm saying? You, you get that as, as a GM. But these guys are all hungry. Like Xander Bogart, I still was a Red Sox fan, and like it still bothers me that Xander Bogarts wasn't kept. Like this is literally the next. Yeah, that's cap- one of those things that's flown out of the radar, isn't it? Like that's when the season starts. People are gonna be like, "How the hell did this happen? And why does Boston keep doing this?" And like Mookie, I don't know. Like I looked at Xander Bogarts and Mookie Betts. Like these are guys at worst are going to have their number retired at Fenway Park. And I think Mookie Betts can make the Hall of Fame. Bogarts shortstop's a little bit deeper. You know, I look at these long contracts, whether it's Trey Turner, even Bryce Harper, and then you know you Darvish. As it's the signing bonus is on the end, where they keep the AAV down. So you're essentially getting paid not so much upfront, but at the end. So Machado's going to get thirty something million dollars when he's forty two years old. He may not be worth yeah. that much then. So it's like an exit bonus, essentially. Like when a CEO leaves a but company. But the teams also think that, well, ten years from now, salaries will be seventy five million dollars. So what the hell is thirty going to be then, anyways? Right? You know what else they can do, Gabe? Because all these guys have made a lot of money. You Darvish, this is going to be a second six year deal. Uh, uh, Manny Machado, they can just do a Bobby Bonilla and say, listen, let's take the last sixty, and I'll give you eight for the next twelve but years. That's why. And Bobby, God bless Bobby Bonilla. Nice but, guy, actually. A nice guy. I met him. Yeah, I met him a couple of times. Sure, he's he wonderful. Yeah, he actually is. I have some good Bobby Bonilla stories, actually. Uh, Jason B. Takafin kicked with us. Nothing like Nefarious. He's a good guy. But uh, he once saved me, actually, from getting beat up by Carl Everett. Um, but that's, you know, that's just something else. And for the record, I didn't do anything either. I didn't do anything. I wasn't, uh, I would have been a victim here. Wait, wait, uh, who was he playing for then? The Pirates? Yeah, he, he was on the Mets. Right. It's a funny story. I was, I was, he was on the Mets. I interview him. He was on the Mets. I interview him. I'm doing the Expos games. I'm in the clubhouse and Tom Glavin, Piazza, and all that. They were grumpy, though. It was right before Bobby Valentine got fired and stuff. Yeah. So later that night, I see them in Angela's Pizzeria. Yeah. All right. And it's a famous pizzeria spot. And basically, they serve drinks almost all night. And a lot of players like to go there overnight. So I go in myself. I just go in. I look over, and the Mets are there. I interviewed Bobby Benita earlier in the day. So I just look over. I'm like, I'm like hey, Bobby, how you doing, man? He goes, hey, hey, he starts, hey, hey, he goes, hey, how you doing, man? Like, you know, he's smiling, like, hey, hey, you know what I mean? Like, he laughed, hey, I know you, you know what I mean? And then right away, Carl Everett's like hammered. He gives me the, what the F are you looking at? And I'm looking like, I'm like, no, I was talking to Bobby. He goes, you got a problem? And he stands up. And Bobby Benita sort of like puts his arm out in front of Everett and gives me the look like, hey, man, you, you better get going here, bro. Right? And word of no lie, <laughs> so I got my pizza and my beer. I'm like, all right, see you later, guys. <laughs> I want to get out of there. Word of no lie. I'm doing the post-game show. We're in a lie. Carl Everett gets traded in the Expos, bro. Oh, my God. Like months later. And they tell me, Melnick tells me, hey, you'll be the first one to interview him. Go up to Everett today, and you, you do it. And I'm thinking, go up to him. This guy just threatened to kill me in a pizzeria. Went up to him. Everett was like the nicest guy in the world in the clubhouse. Like, you know, the split personality type of dude. Oh, yeah, it's great to be here. More with Jason B. Tackman on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I wanted to ask you so, Tawny obviously is getting, he's the biggest free agent in Major League Baseball history coming up uh, this season, and he's seeing, you know, 35 mil, 40 mil being tossed around and you and I were just talking about these 10 year deals. If you're Otani, wouldn't you not want to do a 10 year deal? Wouldn't yeah. you be like super more comfortable with like, listen, give me $60 million a year for five years, $300 million, five years. I'll give you the best five years of my life. Let's go. And then you can cash in again. And, or if he really likes somewhere, and they, they're like, listen, we're going, you know, we, we don't want to go through this every couple of years with you. So we want to have a little bit more of a little bit more comfort. Um, you know, in the wrestling industry, we're going back to the NWO and stuff and all that. Um, right. but Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon both made a deal together when they went there and they put it in a contract and Bischoff like agreed and Turner agreed, whatever at the time, because there was, you know, they were trying to build something, but long story short, they said, even if you start bringing in like other big name wrestlers and you give them some massive contract, you have to always pay us a dollar more. Yeah. Right. Um, so you hear what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because if I'm Otani, I don't want to like agree to, oh, it's $50 million now is a great deal. But eight years from now, I'm watching some stiff make, you know, 62 mil. It's going to upset me. So can he put it in a contract? It ascends. It doesn't, you know what I mean? This thing is going to ascend as it goes up. Yeah, he can put anything in the contract. And similar to what you talked about with, with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, Nick Saban has it in his contract in college football that he is always the he is always the top paid coach. So when uh, the Clemson coach... Uh, so Lincoln Saban, Riley gets a raise, Saban gets a raise. <laughs> exactly. so it, 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 and they all have the same agent. Um, so it all, it all kind of works out for everybody. But yeah, there's... Look, you can get as creative as you want. I think the perfect... Uh, person for Otani to look to about signing a very long-term deal is Mike Trout. Mike Trout signed a long-term deal without any outs, and he may never play in the postseason. He misses out on all the fun. I think Otani, like we talked about with Machado, he controls everything. So he will just say, look, I'll have a player option here, player option there, maybe after two years, four years, to see how I like it. He may not want to stay a very long time in a bad attack state. He may also want to win, and the Angels... They might be winning this year. We don't know. This is a big year for the Angels franchise as their and owner. Trout even said it himself about Otani. He goes, man, he goes, I'll tell you what, it would help if we won some games. Yeah. Like he's, he's like about starting off and having a good year, basically. Mike Trout is a lot better than Manny Machado. And Manny Machado has not only made a lot more money than Mike Trout. Manny Machado has been a free agent twice. Or at the very least, this time he was able to leverage his opt-out to control where he goes. Forget about the money because in Cal both, both guys are in California and a lot of money is a lot of money and they're going to lose it half the taxes anyways. But he was able to dictate where he was going to play twice. And in this instance, he was able to say, I'm going to get paid until I'm 42 years old in San Diego. Mike Trout does not have that luxury. He took a, he took a guaranteed contract once to, get, to buy two years of free agency and then two years before that to get him until he's, you know, 38, 39 years old. And again, we talked about this in the playoffs last year where Mike Trout has to be sitting at home looking at Bryce Harper and saying, I wish I had that. 
I wish I owned the city. I wish I owned well, the moment. Of course, he I is an Eagle fan this. from Philadelphia, right? Right. And he's looking at that. You're like, those are my people. Those are my fans. I'm the one who has season tickets to the Eagles. I'm the one who they show on TV. And because he locked himself into a deal and then the, and the Angels ownership was kind of stuck because you can't trade someone who even when they're bad, they draw three million fans per year to watch him. And also you can't trade him because you're not going to get quote unquote equal value and you can't rebuild. It's going to make you look bad. Also, you can't trade him because it diminishes the franchise value, which we saw he put the team on the market last year, but then he took them off when People were a little bit unsure about, you know, is the franchise worth a lot without Otani, without at least without the insurance of Otani, without the whatever's going to happen to Baldi Sports and all these regional broadcasts. That bubble may burst. We don't know how much franchises are worth. We're going to wait and see. So it is a very tumultuous time. It's been a very tumultuous five, six years for the Angels. This is probably the biggest year in Angels history. That might even include 2002. That might even include 1986. Like they've had some amazing years, but. This, when you look at the direction of where the franchise is going to go and what they're going to look like and what they could look like in 10 years, new owner, no Trout, no Tawny, uh, stuck with Anto with Anthony Rendon, it, it could look pretty bleak for Angels fans. Jason B. Takafin, kick it with us. So Tony Clark, uh, the head of the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association, um, says that Major League Baseball's uh, players will never agree to a salary cap. And let me just ask you quickly, and then we'll get to a couple of other things. It, should they have a salary cap? And I'm asking, I'm saying from a player's perspective, I mean, you've got guys making $50 million a year in the NBA. Like if you're, if you're a star player, I would not be opposed to a salary cap knowing I'm going to get the max. Right. I mean, to be honest, I think maybe it, I don't know. I think it's short-sighted of the, the players only because I do believe owners like Colorado owners, owners like Pittsburgh, Colorado's bitching about San Diego. Now, They've colluded, man. They've held salaries down. Yeah. I think salary caps actually might expose things, and you'd actually – I think there's a lot of hidden revenue that Major League Baseball owners are sitting on, bro. I actually think it's kind of dumb that they don't explore this, to be honest. So you never say never with these things. And you talk about hidden Sorry, revenue. Jason, let me just throw it in there. Because if there's a salary cap, the baseball owners would have to tell you exactly what they're making. But they don't now, bro. My they don't now. that is they're not going to disclose the books on A, private companies, and B, private companies at the regional sports networks where they may not be able to show how much yeah. money, let's say, if you look at the – But that's the whole thing. Owners aren't budget. even on the same page about this. Some owners want a cap and some owners don't, right? That's the whole thing. That's why I don't think it will happen because there's – some players want it, some players don't. Some owners want it, some owners don't. Right. You never know with a cap because if 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 in exchange for, let's say, a hard cap, you get. Well, it takes away Florida spending 40 mil and all these teams. You say, no, 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 no. You have to spend 110 million. Right. I mean, look, it's, it's, a, it's a much larger topic because I think that there's room for, let's say, Okay, do you let's say do a hard cap, but then you get free agency under free agency after four years? There's no service time manipulation. The second you get drafted or signed, your clock starts. There's all kinds of other things that the players can give back and the owners can give back that can actually make it work. Um, but look, listen, hard caps don't all, don't necessarily work. You look like Arizona and their teams that are tanking that it may not necessarily uh, make for the most equitable. Uh, parody, which is like you know the p word in sports, where no, like it's I don't not think it does. I've always said this. Like I said, listen, I actually think salary caps are communist and right. like anti-capitalist. Like they're socialist. They socialize. Yeah, it's cap. Yes, it is. And where does the revenue end up going? You know, what I mean, that's that's another thing. But I have to ask you, if I was in baseball, if I'm baseball, you have to ask yourself, well, how is it that every other league is operating in this way, and you're seeing the large amounts of money that some guys are making? Right, because I actually my my perspective is if I was a player, I think you can make more money. I think the I think the owners are actually squeezing you, yes. and you guys are walking around like we'll never have a cap. Yeah, good for you, but I actually think that a lot of the owners don't want the cap because they know it's bad for them. They like yeah. it the way that it is. Baseball players make the least amount of percentage of salaries compared to revenue. Compared to the other sports. Yeah, there's this big thing that, oh, they're so powerful. Like, oh, the baseball union's so powerful. I don't know. They're well, not look, that powerful. They just they sold are, away the rights to a bunch of stupid rules changes. Right. There's all, again, like, you know, if you do a salary cap or if you have an unrestricted free agency at, you know, four years, like, do you, let's say, put a term length on, like they do they, they did in hockey? Do you, let's say, maybe get rid of guaranteed contracts? Or do you like, like the, you said, though, Jason, let's we can go on and on. This is a dark, large, but talk. I actually one thing that I do believe one thing like 
there's there's two there's so many I think there's counter arguments on both sides because if you look at the salary cap if you know you can make the same like an NBA team if you know you can make the max contract in Utah or the max contract in Miami or LA you're going to take the max contract in a place that you would rather go if somebody can blow you away and pay you way more money than the market would yes. you would go there but the thing is in baseball those non-traditional markets don't really do it sort of right. gets us back to San Diego here uh, right now, if but you're, if you're an above average to potentially great player, you want to have a basketball house where Jordan Poole can go from five million dollars to guarantee to four years by thirty five a year early. Like that's very like you want you want that. But if you're let's say Giannis or LeBron, true economic movers, you say no. I actually I can make two hundred fifty million dollars a year. I should have ownership of these teams because. These are like true needle movers. For the top 001%, baseball is the best. They used to say you're underpaid on your way in, you're overpaid on your way out. Teams got smart with the analytics movement that basically has non-players and people who can kind of crunch numbers and see that, you know, maybe that big-time free agent signing in December doesn't you know, sell tickets, doesn't sell jerseys, doesn't sort of have all the ancillary revenue that it used to. And we are better off having an average player, especially with a large minor league system. Baseball's cut minor baseball in half. It's still a large system. There's still four or five teams and a complex. Like, there's still a lot of players to choose from. The salary cap, whether it's hard or whether there's sort of an incremental cap or a soft cap or a rollover like they have in the NFL, it's, a, it's, an, it's an incredible topic. My only issue is that it'd be very difficult for the MLBPA to prove revenue that baseball has because the owners have it in so many different places with private companies that they don't have to open the books to. I love what the NFL owners did in which – with the, the salary cap and revenue sharing, yeah, yeah, we'll split the ticket sales with you. But the luxury boxes that don't count. They're they're, right. they're separate. Right. And now you look at the stadiums, there's more and more luxury boxes. So they're yeah. just and it's like, God, you guys are dumb. Like yeah. it's just it's amazing to me that there's so much money at stake. And either it's happening maliciously in which the attorneys are actually in on it, and or you're hiring Lionel Huts. Because some of these things that happen after, it's like, yeah, you know what, guys? Maybe you should have thought of that when you were negotiating. Jason B. Takafit. We're up against it, Jason. This was awesome, man. Thank you so much, Gabe. Turned into like a business class. We didn't even get into the fences moving in, the rule changes. Next week. Anytime you want, we can do anytime you want, we can do a business sports class. Let's rock, Jason. Always a pleasure, my man. Thanks, Gabe. See you next week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. 
What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Thanks to Jason B. Takafin for joining us. Sean in our chat uh, asked um, about the pitch clock in the World Baseball Classic. And um, there will not be a pitch clock in the World Baseball Classic. Fortunately, uh, there will not be a pitch clock. Now, there's been, you know, listen, it's been a disaster to start uh, so far. They'll obviously adjust. You know, you had to expect things to be, um, you know, to be a little bit bumpy for the first couple of weeks, and it will be once the season starts. I mean, this is just the first couple of games, but the whole thing is stupid, and it's pointless. I believe it was Gary Sheffield Jr. who tweeted out, and it was very pretty much similar to what I said, but, you know, he basically said they asked a bunch of people that don't watch baseball what they should do to change baseball. And then these people will just watch Netflix instead of baseball after anyways. Right? Like, you know, what did I tell you guys last week? You're going to turn off diehard longtime baseball fans. And there's no, there's no positive. I can understand you know what I mean? Like, basically, you're throwing everybody under the bus. So, it's like, it's kind of like Mo Sislak. Remember, like, when Mo told, uh, told like, Homer and everybody, Lenny and Carl <laughs> and Barney, I'm not making money. This is terrible. And uh, he went, uh, you know, when he, he went, like, Euro, Euro style, and it became all popular. <laughs> right? Listen, if it becomes all popular and you're making money, then the change was worth it. Right? But... There's nothing to change with baseball. It shouldn't have been changed. Like, who who was it that was asking for it to be changed? Like, nobody. Right? People that like baseball like baseball. Like, if you don't like baseball now, it's not one of these things that, like, oh, we're going to introduce baseball to people. It's the freaking national pastime. If people don't like baseball now, they're not going to like baseball after. This is, like, basically... The what the logic of Major League Baseball? And it's not Rob Manford. Rob Manford's just a dude in a suit that's a that is a um, arbitration attorney. That's his specialty. He's a corporate corporate arbitrator, corporate lawyer. He does not care about baseball. He does not know baseball, and he's not the one that's changing all these things, right? It's they they have a. They have a committee, and they have former this, and these guys, and that. You want to know who's to blame for this, actually? So if you like these rule changes, give credit to Theo Epstein. If you hate these rule changes, blame Theo Epstein. He's pretty much the one in charge of this. Now, it has to be approved by others, but the players didn't really, like, the players are like congressmen and congressmen, you know, women, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll vote on things. They didn't actually read it. Like the players, when 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 there was the lockout and the holdout and the strike, whatever the hell you want to call it, last time it's hard to keep up with all of them with baseball. But the last one, which was what last year, right? Like the the players agreed to to not like have any power over these rule changes, essentially, just to get paid. They wanted to, you know, they were like, yeah, whatever, do it, you know, do what you're gonna do. But I don't think they really thought it would go this far. I mean, you've got players that are showing up to camp now and are, like, surprised by some of this stuff, right? <laughs> it's like, dude, you know what I mean? You could have, like, you know, when you could have paid attention and actually said, no, this is stupid. Mookie Betts did. I saw Mookie Betts um, talking about this, and I think he was playing video games, right? He was just playing video games online, and he started talking about the rule changes randomly, and he said that he was adamantly against this, and that uh, he's one guy. And he basically said, you know, I'm one guy out of, like, you know, whatever there is in baseball, 1,400, whatever the hell it is, you know. He said, I'm one guy, and 
whatever. He said there's a lot of guys that don't like it. And he goes, a lot of guys don't even know, didn't pay attention, and here we are right now. And and he's like, he was saying that he's adamantly opposed against the robot arms coming as well. But you know, and he point blank said, he goes, he goes, not really the sport I grew up loving anymore. That's from a guy playing it. Right? He said it's not really the same sport anymore. It's pretty sad. I mean, why isn't it? Like, why Why did we? So the whole thing is to speed the game up. So does anybody that like baseball ever complain that the game was too long? I personally, when I go to Dodger Stadium, I like being there. I mean, it's it's actually to the point now where they want to speed it up so much, it's not even worth it. It's like, you know, imagine like anyone who knows in New York, like, all right, go, go, go to a Yankee game. See how long it takes you to get in and out of there. So what, you got to spend two hours to go there now, two hours to leave to get home after for two-hour game? Right, like that, you know, the, there was no need to to change. But we have a modern, you know what I mean, there's a modern def, attention deficit disorder problem. I've told you this before, and it's actually factual, that we now as humans, we have been so dumbed down, we have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. A goldfish has a longer attention span than the average human in North America now. Why do you think Twitter is popular? Because it's only 140 letters. And what is a character anyway? It's not a character, it's a letter. Right, but you know what I mean? It only has 140, it's short. Right, everything's fast, short, quick, because people are dumb and they can't comprehend things. So you wanna speed up the game. Okay. So let me let's um let me use any random TV show here. Let's go with Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I have nothing against Game of Thrones. I'm not ripping Game of Thrones, but I did not watch it. I don't have time. Um and I don't care about this medieval whatever castle and whatever taken over hostile whatever. I don't care. Right? So thing is the show was a smash success. They all made a lot of money without me watching it. I did not watch it. It did not affect them at all, right? They they were went about their business. They didn't they didn't say, "Hey Morency, what can we do to make you watch Game of Thrones?" No, they said, "You know what? We don't give an f if this jackass watches the Game of Thrones or not because we're already making 11 billion dollars a year." I said billion, right? So So if I don't watch Game of Thrones, and then they come, because I tell them, you know what? I watched an episode, and I thought it was kind of long. I thought it was kind of long. You know what I mean? It was like the 60 minutes was just a little bit much. I got bored. And they changed it to, 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 to 54. Would I watch it now if I don't like the show? No. If you don't like something, you're not, you know what I mean? I guess a better way of putting it would be like, if you don't like, if you don't like tuna sandwiches... And then they told you, yeah, but now it's actually 30% cheaper. Are you going to like it now if you don't like it? No, you don't like it. I don't care if it's shorter, longer, cheaper, or more expensive. I don't pay attention to it anyways. That's what they're doing with baseball now. It's, It's actually pathetic. And it's actually pathetic that it, this happened. Like, somehow that this actually is real. You know what your problem is, baseball? It wasn't the actual game. It's your marketing. You suck. You do nothing to market the game. You live in your little bubble. And, you, you know, and, and the whole thing is, television numbers were not bad. Their revenue was fine. The franchise fees and value continue to go up. You changed a bunch of, like, you you came in with a bunch of answers when nobody was asking a question. Just because a bunch of jackass social media dumbwits, tool bags, want something, who cares what they want? If they were really, if they really had a life, they wouldn't be online so much, right? They wouldn't be, I mean... Did the CEO of Ford tell you this? Like, you know what I mean? 
Did Steve Ballmer tell you, you know what, I think you should be like, did the head of Microsoft tell you this? Or did some jackass in a focus group that went there because he got a free freaking lunch is telling you this? And baseball's not about focus groups. It's a sport. It's like soccer. It's you know I mean there's there's a it's like the beautiful game. But the thing is, it was too hard. It's too complicated. So now they ban the shift. Why would you ban the shift? When what so let, let let's get to the reason here. Why do you ban the shift? So what's your motive to ban the shift here? Well, your motive to ban the shift is it'll create more offense because players are always hitting right into the shift, and it shouldn't be right that players are... Or I would counter-argue and say, well, isn't it the hitter's job, if he's a professional hitter, to say, well, four fielders are over there, and nobody is on, on the other side of the field. Maybe I should hit it to the other side of the field. No. You change the rules to allow the hitter to be successful. So right then and there, you stupefied the sport. You dumbed it down. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but I hope, you know I mean? I don't know what it's going to take. Somebody to get hit in the head with a fastball, and the pitcher can say after a while, you know what? I didn't really have a good grip on it, but I didn't want to walk in the run, so I threw it anyways. Sorry I hit you in the face with a 102-mile-an-hour fastball. Well, my fault, I was on the pitch clock. There's not time. Like the, 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 It's not like it's too late now. There's still time to step up and say, you know what? This is a stupid idea. Basically, we're going to kick it old school now, but basically, you have to pull a Dallas. You have to do like what the TV show did. After like two or three years, just basically erase it all and say, you know what? It's all a dream. Like basically, like the TV show Dallas used to be super popular. It was like a primetime soap opera. Dallas was only on once a week. Who shot JR? But it got so big. It was like a cultural phenomenon along with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. It got so big that everybody was making a ton of money on the show. And basically, they were leaving or I don't want this. So they started killing everybody off. Right? Like, so, so like they were like, all right, Patrick Duffy, you want more money? We're going to kill you. Boom. Like, you're dead. Right? So they just kill him off in the show. And they're like, yeah, you're dead, bro. So yeah, bye-bye. But then he came back. And I was like, oh, my God, it was all a dream. These bad rule changes are all a dream. Bobby, you're alive. Remember that he was in the shower? This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them and everybody else in between. So it's talking about Major League uh, Baseball and these ridiculous uh, rule changes uh, that they've implemented and the pitch clock. It's sacrilegious. It's stupid. It's unheard of. You know, and it's actually, it, it really does, like, anger me to no extreme but I can't change it. It is what it is, right? It's just part of the stupefaction of the world that we live in. But just think, like, they actually pushed this Field of Dreams crap. So you, gonna, you guys going to do that this year? They are, huh? So what you, it's, you, you actually going to put pitch clocks in a cornfield? Yeah, yeah, because that's what Shula's show cheated on, right? With a pitch clock. You going to put pitch clocks in a cornfield, you bunch of jackasses? It's like going to a... Uh, <laughs> Like the, the the bastardization of this is just beyond belief to me, and it'll do absolutely nothing besides just anger people. So if you're unaware of, like, the complexity of this, pitch clock rules. The pitch clock is 15 seconds. So the pitcher has 15 seconds to throw the ball, whether he wants to throw it or not. So as I stated... I hope that the people that made these changes realize, too, that it's freaking dangerous when you got somebody 60 feet away throwing a baseball 100 miles an hour at you. And maybe sometimes they need a little extra time so they don't hit you in the head with it. Um, but whatever. Okay. You get 20 seconds if there's a runner on base. The batter must be in the box with at least eight seconds left on the clock. And, of course, we saw a game uh, decided uh, the other night because the batter was not. Yeah, have fun with this. This is Sports Rage. Then your rage. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.